0: Freaking out!
1: This this is Brock and Saul. Brock
0: Euerd and Mark Matt Marcus. Sorry about just Mike Mike. Presented by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard on Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio.
1: Where's like the buff dudes at?
0: Now here are your hosts, Brock Euerd and Mike (laughs) Saul.
1: Oh man, is this the final hour of this week? Oh, I think it is. I think it is. We're getting dangerously close to a long weekend. Man, am I excited. Beautiful weather for Memorial Day. When's the last time we had a beautiful Memorial Day weekend here in Seattle? Just... Just awesome! It is sales uh, sports here on seven hundred and ten salesportscom dot com. And this hour is brought to you by thirty ten weight loss for life. Uh, I think we're getting blown off by Stacy Ross. I don't know what that means. I know that uh, she's been watching a lot of Vanderpump Rules, and so I think you know something like this probably going to put her in the category of some of the guys that she uh, complains about. What's the Tom Sandoval? More is that the name? Tom Sandoval? Yeah. Do you think Stacy from henceforth honor- now will be known as Stacy Sandoval? I mean, she can blow us off. I mean, doesn't there have to be some sort of revenge for that?
2: Oh, no, that's too much. Is it? I played his music for you. As someone who loves music, what is that? That was think? bad.
1: I do love music. I don't know whether choosing to sing Sweet Child of Mine with like a weird backup band would be like the, the best way to endear yeah. yourself to an ego audience. How does it
2: take to hire like a 15 person band, come up with a name for yourself, tour, yeah. and you're basically just singing bad karaoke?
1: If you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna sing your own stuff, then I guess like, you know, it takes ego, but no, it's all I kinda get it. But just to do a traveling cover band I don't know I don't know about poorly, all that. Very poorly. I don't know about all that. Yesterday we did all of the uh all of the singers that decided to dabble in acting. I guess in theory, this is sort of the opposite, right? These Well, not that he's an actor, but it's sort of like the modern-day version of an actor and uh, people who are deciding to to dabble in the singing side of things. And generally, that does not go as well, right? We've seen it with Bruce Willis and uh Eddie Murphy sometimes it does I mean like you got to shout out huge shout out to Jamie Foxx who was able to essentially make it a career as a as a singer in addition to what he does as Kevin a
0: Kevin Bacon was on that list of Oh yeah never. Keanu
1: is another one a uh, dog star Billy Bob Billy, Bob oh, Billy Bob's got a band of course he does <laughs> Billy Bob's got to have a band Were the
0: Hollywood Vampires wasn't that Oh, that jo- uh, Johnny Depp and oh, really? Alice Cooper, I think. And- well, I mean,
1: Alice Cooper's a singer.
0: Uh, he's actually a singer. Yeah, right? I mean, Alice Cooper's... The videos of Johnny Depp playing guitar Al- Al- are true. Alice
1: Cooper. Oh, really? Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. I think Keanu's band was supposed to be pretty good, Dogstar. Like, I think that was actually, like, supposed to be reasonably successful. But anyway, all right. Well, no, Stacy. So uh, let me uh, spend a couple more minutes just talking through some Mariner stuff. And then we're going to open up the phone lines as we do at 930, of course, 866-979-3776. Uh, we talked through this a little bit earlier, but let's go into some more depth because the most interesting and most important person on this team is who Julio Rodriguez. That doesn't change. We can talk through how great all of the all of the pitching has been and it has been as a unit the pitching is the most important thing about this team, but as a specific player, it's not close. It's Julio Rodriguez. He is the best player on this team. Scott said so yesterday. Yeah,
3: Julio had a good night. He, he was on pitches. I uh, even thought the best swing he took all night might have been the uh, the pop up he hit on the slider on the at bat before he hit the double. I thought he was on time tonight. Uh, you know, and he he got on some fastballs and gets the ball in the air a little bit. So he's definitely moving in in the right direction. We need him. You know, he's our best player. Um, you need the best players to show up and play well, and he did tonight. Yeah. You know, helped us win the game.
1: It's been, you know, I asked Joe Fan earlier what's been the most frustrating part of the season so far. For me, it's been Julio. And I kind of was not necessarily, I mentioned this before the season. Remember we were going through yeah, guys that needed say, to get off to a hot you, start? Do you regret saying, uh, I kind of hope Julio yes. gets off to us a start. A little bit. I was just saying, like, I wanted Kelnick to get off to a hot start. Happened. Right? Wanted Teo to get off to a hot start. Hasn't happened. No. Want to tie France to get off to a hot start, kind of in between. But Julio was the one guy where I was like, you know, if he doesn't get off to a hot start, that's fine. It might be okay. It might actually long-term be good for him to kind of go through it a little bit and need to make some adjustments and come out the other side and stay humble. And, you know, he was in danger of in this offseason like anybody would be in his position of just, you know, becoming kind of believing the hype. I don't sure. know if that's what happened, but a guy in his situation, I would, of course, worry about that. So being humbled early, not necessarily a huge problem. But uh, we're coming up on June. Like yeah. uh, All right, I was talking about like maybe a couple of weeks. Like, okay, buddy, let's go. And I love what we saw this week. Not just that he had, what, three multi-hit games against the A's, but more specifically how those hits came. He had a bunch of them to right field, including his big double yesterday.
3: One out, on, two outs, bottom of the eighth inning, game tied at two. The set. And the Acton pitch on the way to Julio. swinging a line drive into the gap. And right center field for a base hit. Ty rounding second. Heading for third. He is going to be stopped there by Manny. Julio in at second base. Standing up with a double. The throw in was cut off by Kemp. The relay to the plate. Julio Rodriguez with a double into right center field. And now the Mariners have the go ahead run on at third.
1: Uh, right center. You heard it there a couple of times. Right center, right center. Good, Rick. Absolutely right, and I'm glad you reiterated it. That's the key for Julio. That's he's got so much natural power to right center field and he's got doubles power there. And that is a good place to hit line drives, not necessarily fly balls, but line drives in this ballpark where they can go to the wall. That one, you know, center fielder made a nice play to cut it off. That gets to the wall and that's the game winning hit right there. Right. Yeah. Right. Sure. I mean, that that's kind of what you want out of Julio Rodriguez. And so that
0: tells you a couple things, right? Like he's letting the ball travel a little bit. He's not yep. trying to pull balls like he's trusting himself a little bit more. He's got some more patience. Maybe he's trying to see some more pitches. And obviously, hopefully, what he's really trying to do is pick up that pitch so he sees the spin where it's actually going so he can do
1: something with it instead of predetermining. So good points. All of those things, right? Put them all together and then add in the fact that he's not jumping at the ball. He's not, He doesn't look overly anxious the way he did just a couple of weeks ago. And hopefully this is the beginning of Julio starting to break out. And even yeah. more so, we can come back to this dream we talked a little bit about, and and even with Jerry yesterday, what would it be like if Julio and Kelnick were both hot at the same time? My God, you couldn't pitch around either of them. Right? I mean, yeah. what would it look like if Julio and Kelnick were both hot at the same time? And oh, by the way, you still got a guy in this team in Teoscar Hernandez who's very capable of carrying a baseball team for a week or so at a time when he gets hot. I'm telling you, like, this is the reason I haven't jumped off this team's bandwagon as frustrating as they've been at times in the first two months of this year. There is a lot of talent here. There really is. And and we've yet to really see what they're capable of doing. I don't know whether it's going to come. And if it does, it might be too late. And when it comes, maybe the pitching will fall off a cliff. Like, all those things are possible. I'm not telling you this team is course, definitely going to go to the World Series, but we have yet to see them in just their their true
0: capability, what they can do. And that goes to the people who, and I was on a text thread about this last night with a couple guys who were really upset that these guys haven't been performing at the way they are. And it's like, okay, so you're not mad at the construction then. Right. Admit that. You're okay with the way the team has been built. You're not okay with the way they're
1: playing. That's different. It is two different things. Now, the argument on the other side of that is, well, I am upset at the way that these guys are playing, but if they had been built differently, maybe there would be more options to pick up the slack. Sure. And I think that's a fair argument. Like, I, 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 of all the things that I've heard from Joe and others, that I, I buy that. You're right. It, if you had gone out and got some other dudes and, and, and added even more, you would have a little bit more margin for error. But, you know, unfortunately, the two biggest acquisitions they made this offseason have both kind of tanked. I don't know what to tell you. And at least and and Jerry's gotta own that, as does Justin Hollander. Sure. But it's not necessarily a theoretical issue. It was a scouting and and acquisition issue. Which isn't great. But their track record in that overall, I think, is probably gonna be more good than bad. And the book's not finished yet. It might be on on Colton Wong. That that book might be closed. The book on Tay Oscar I think that one's still very much open, and I still think he's got a lot of opportunity to show that he can be a big-time contributor I for agree. this team. Yeah. It's not even June 1st. Maybe this weekend would be a good time for him to just really get it going. Hit, like, four home runs this weekend. That'd yeah. be kind of nice. Enjoy this warm weather. Hit a double and, like, four home runs, drive in eight runs, and be like, okay, this is the weekend of Teo, and then go from there. We will uh, have your phone calls coming up here in 20 minutes right after everything you need to know next. It's Brock and Salt, Seattle Sports on 710. need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. I'm first. I 1st i do not know if you're listening, Ryan Roland-Smith, never apologize, never, ever apologize. How are you supposed to know that it was the palm of his hand and not his wrist? Ty France was back yesterday, and good on him. He hit not just one home run, but then he added a second. Here comes the 1-1. One, one. Ty France swung on high drive, deep
3: left field. That baby is destined to get out of the ballpark. And he hit it almost to the same spot. Ty France with a home run is second
1: of the night, fifth of the year. Ty France doing Ty France things. And we got a 2-2 ball game here at T-Mobile Park. Yeah, it was sort of his night. Drove in uh, one early and then another one to tie it up late. And then uh, kudos to the Mariners. They put together a bunch of hits and walks, etc., and then walked in the winning run as uh, Eugenio Suarez took the pitch. And uh, they end up winning three to two. The story, though, as always, is the pitching. It was so good. Yesterday, Logan Gilbert goes eight innings after giving up two runs early. That was it. He was nasty.
3: Yeah, he's changed a little bit. His profile has changed since when he first got here. He was a definite fly ball pitcher. He was the guy that, uh, you know, if you want to give an infield a day off, it was on Logan's day. Not so much anymore. He's got so many pitches going down in the strike zone. The slider's changed. Uh, The split finger has become a real weapon for him. Um, And the more confidence he has with it, you're seeing it come out, lading counts. It just comes out of that same tunnel as the fastball and guys can't lay off it. So uh yeah, the strikeouts, the balls on the ground, all good things for any starting pitcher.
1: So they are now two games over five hundred, which is great. And uh, two really interesting series coming up. First, Pittsburgh, it starts tonight, fireworks night at the ballpark, and gonna be over there. George Kirby on the mound with his two six two ERA at five and three. Guess what? He's the guy with the higher ERA in this game tonight. The Mitch Keller dude for Pittsburgh has been the truth. Five and one with a two, four, four. He has been very, very good. So we'll see whether some of this found and improved offense that we've seen over the course of the last four or five games, if it can continue against a real good one tonight at home. Here's the second thing you need to know. i tweeting out some of my thoughts about uh, the Seahawks yesterday and their camp practice that we were at and. You know, in the article that I wrote at salesports.com, it goes into greater depth. But on the tweet, it just said there's a clear QB1. People are like, oh, no kidding, Salk. Of course there is. Yes, I know you know that Gino is the quarterback and that that's not going to change and that he was given the job. But you had to see him out there to see him in command, to see him in control, to see him zipping the ball in and just how much he looked like a real starting quarterback. I know that seems like it was something you could sort of take for granted given how good last year went, but it wasn't the case last year at this time, things were discombobulated and now that's been cleaned up, which I think is a, an intriguing idea in terms of what Gino could be capable of this year. His offensive coordinator sure likes it. I
3: think Gino has, has maintained that professional approach and that, that desire to, to, to continuously improve his game. And I think, you know, football is a great game because there, no one's ever really at the, at the, at the pinnacle as far as, uh, you know, everything they're doing, that they're doing is perfect. And so, I think every day Gino's grinding away in the individual drills, really taking on that leadership role, you know, because it is a little bit different, you know, when you're coming into it, still competing for it versus, you know, now where he's at in the season that he's had. Uh, so he's been able to to really enhance that leadership role, take command of the huddle, take command of the guys, you know, from the start in OTAs a little different than the setup was this past
1: year. Yeah, he definitely stood out. So did Derek Hall every time I watched that guy. He's the uh, second round pick, of course, out of Auburn, big, off- uh, big uh, outside linebacker big dude and he's got a lot of power in that frame so uh that's somebody that we're certainly going to be watching for once they dig into training camp and eventually into the regular season here's the third thing you need to know it's sort of a quiet day but a couple of golf stories do jump out to me one rose Zhang. she is probably the best female college golfer or at least the biggest name ever in female college golf she has been tremendous and she is uh, out, She's done at Stanford and is going to uh, leave early and join the LPGA tour as soon as this week, which is pretty cool. And then the other story was Michael Block. You remember last week, he is the guy who was the uh, pro in uh, Southern California who finished 15th. At the PGA championship And he said afterwards Oh my gosh It's never going to be better than this Well then he tried to apparently Make that be the case Talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy He put his foot in his mouth And then a lot of people Did not like what they heard
3: But you'd assume that Rory Is a better golfer than you are?
1: He's a lot longer than I am
3: That's what it is Okay so that the length is the big thing Oh my god What I would shoot from Where Rory hits it Would be stupid what, I, I, what I think compar- I'd be, I'd think I'd be health health one of the best players in the world How really? Hands down Oh, if I had if I had that stupid length, I all all day, my my
1: my iron game, wedge game, around the greens, and my putting is 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 world class. <laughs> it's so funny because not only did he not play well yesterday, in fact, he was 120th out of 120, plus 11. I think almost 20 shots off the lead. His short game was part of the problem. (laughs) Poor guy. Just like, I don't know, man. That's the thing about golf. The moment you think you get it, it humbles you. And uh, I'm sure that that's exactly how he's feeling right now. That is everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. By the way, Stacy says she's embracing her new nickname of Stacy Sandoval uh, since she uh, blew us off by uh, sleeping this morning. So, uh, yeah, Stacey Sandoval, her new nickname. Feel free to text her a little bit later uh, once they get going at 10 o'clock and only refer to her as Stacy Sandoval when you do so. All right. Yeah, I went into the sports fitness bump,
0: uh, and Curtis was like, what's going on? like, oh, maybe she's picking up a sheet cake because she mm. lost another bet. Oh, jeez. So
1: <laughs> okay. she's having a rough day. <laughs> So not only did she not pick up her sheet cake to, to pay off her bets, but she overslept and is now going to be late to work. Oof, not what mm, you're looking for. She should be fine. Tough morning. Tough morning for Stacey Ross. All right. I will admit some trepidation. Long weekend coming up. Beautiful weather. I don't know how focused the Seattle sports radio community is right now, but you got a job to do. This is your time not my even, time Even if your you're time. hooking
0: up the RV and pulling out of town you still have that takes a while to, too right hooking does. up the RV Kyle
1: does that it seems exhausting it, yes all right i'm going to open up the phone lines 866-979-3776 open lines on whatever it is you want to call about everything is available whatever you want i will talk to you about it for a couple of minutes Seahawks Mariners Kraken frolf like whatever it is scantum that's on anthem. your mind uh i am what did you say Scanta denantha Scantha denantha Scantha denantha we're we're uh we're available to talk i just oh, i what? always yep. sorry <laughs> no no hit me with it give me <laughs> give me some, some Scantha denantha let's go thank yeah, you Scantha denantha uh every week we just i i see all the texts i'm in a unique spot where i just see like how come you never talk about this why didn't you ever talk about that you spend too much time talking about such and such and you're probably right Like, I get it. I can't appeal to every single person every minute of this show. I could probably do a better job of appealing to some people at any point during this show. But that's why we reserve this time for you guys. 866-979-3776. Do you believe this four-game sweep for the Mariners will be a springboard, or is it, you know, essentially not count because it was against the A's? I've heard quite a bit of that. Do you see, you know, what would you do when Dylan Moore returns here later this week? Are you willing to DFA Colton Wong, or do you want to send down Sam Haggerty in order to kind of delay the inevitable? Uh, Are there other moves that you would like to see the Mariners make? Are you upset about something or happy about something or thought on how I'm seeing essentially two different Mariners teams play at the same time? You want to talk Seahawks? You got questions about what we saw out of practice? You want comments on Gino? Thoughts on this defense and whether it's going to be good enough? Curious about where some players are including uh, Mora's guy, D. Eskridge who wasn't around yesterday. Uh, We'll take some of those calls. You want to talk about the Kraken offseason and what they need to do? Uh, We heard Dave Haxtolin and Ron Francis both speak this week, and Hackstall kind of making a plea for some more big-time impact players. Are you willing to give up part of your future for an impact player right now? Kraken fans, hit me up. 866-979-3776. I'll attempt to take calls before a holiday weekend. This is daring, so help me out next. You're listening to Brock and Solve.
2: Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Seattle,
1: Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports <laughs> app put you in a good mood, a little fella cootie, to get your weekend off to the right start. A sunny weekend, fella cootie on the radio, what could be better? It's Brock and Salt, yes. Seattle Sports on 710, yeah, Justin, you gonna come golfing with me today, because if so, you know what I'm gonna do? you play fellow cootie the whole time. The course. It's going to be a little fellow Friday out on the course if you want to come out there with me today. All right. Uh, it's time for the uh, your phone calls, 866-979-3776. I'll tell you what, I'm pretty impressed. We got full phone lines, which I was not expecting on a Friday before Memorial Day. But that's what we got, so let me uh, not delay and get right to them. 866-979-3776. How about Sean and Kent? What's going on, Sean? Get us started.
3: Hey, Zach. How you doing? Hey. Uh, have uh, a great Memorial day weekend. Thanks, so, man. um, what I want to talk about is Colt Wong. It is, it's time for him to go. Uh, we
1: we've given him his chance and it's really honestly hard to say that because he was who I was most looking forward to mm. joining our team for the new year.
3: I was great that we got Teosco, but we have great outfield depth. Colton Wong was kind of like the plug-in piece for second base. And it's been all downhill since I went and watched uh, the second game of the season. He dropped a ball at second and that person came around to score and uh, he, he's definitely been given his chance. So when Dylan Moore comes back, I'm so excited to watch him
1: and yeah. his, his place. Yeah. I appreciate the phone call, Sean. And, and you know, I've thought a lot about that one because you, you do want to be patient certainly with a guy, a veteran who's been around the game like he has. I mean, like the, the odds are, if you move on from Colton Wong, be prepared for him to do better. Just understand that, right? Like, know that going in. If you decide to move on from Colton Wong in a week, be prepared for him to sign somewhere else and be better than he's been here. That's certainly a possibility. By the way, you're seeing so like with I'm Adam Fraser in Baltimore this year, yeah. so that can happen. I, for me, I think I would do it anyway, and I, 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 I've, I've, I've gone through this argument a few times. I can't put myself in his head. But if I were him, I'd want out. I'd be unhappy. This isn't where I would want to be. And if that's the case, I would take that information, add it to the struggles that he's had this year, and add them both to the fact that I think Sam Haggerty can do more as a bench player. That's not to say that Sam Haggerty is going to have a better year moving forward than Colton Wong. If both guys started every game from here until the end of the year, who would I put money on having better offensive numbers? Probably Wong. But who's going to come in off the bench late in the game, play defense, steal a bag, do the little things? Well, in that case, at this stages of their career – I'm going to take Sam Haggerty and yeah. you're in win now and, mode. So and and that's what I want. You
0: hear the opposite argument all the time for players who are like, well, he's not an everyday player. So what can you expect? Like he needs to get used, he needs to get to a comfortable, he needs to get in a rhythm. That's never been Sam Haggerty's That's draw. right. That's His a good point. Getting used to things is not being used to things.
1: Very good point. Very good point. alright seven nine three seven seven six. Paul's in Renton. What's going on, Paul? Good morning. Hey, Mike, good morning. Happy fellow Friday. Oh, um, don't you love the fellow you know, Friday? I, Isn't that the best? It's just that sun's out. I, I know you're going to be on the golf course, so, I mean, you can't beat a Friday
3: like that. So it's, good. it's just the best. So yeah. good. All right, yeah, what's on your mind? coming up this weekend? Well, I'm,
1: I'm happy that the Mariners got a, a sweep. I mean, even if it's against the triple A's, then you still take those wins as you can. But I'm curious as to why... Scott
3: didn't let Logan go out for the night. Mm. He had 77 pitches in the eighth.
1: Well, Man, you want easy. to hear from Scott? You're I've got easy. I've got the answer for it. You want to hear from Scott? Let oh, me. I awesome. didn't play this yet today, yeah. so good question. Let me play this for you. Hang on. Here's Scott on why they made the uh, decision. He said it was not an easy call. It's
3: not an easy call. Obviously, he had pitches left. He had plenty left in the tank. There's a lot of things that play into those decisions. Um, you know, kind of what the game feels like there. But uh, I just thought he did an awesome job tonight. There's not a day off before his next start. You know, we're going to ask so much of our starting pitching as the season goes along. And you get eight innings like that only, with really only one mistake. You know, you, you have to move on. Uh, we had a rested bullpen tonight. Your closer is down there. who's having a great season as well. So um, not an easy decision, but uh, Logan understands. I think the, the funny thing is I've been talking to him about you know, went to um, empty the tank. You know, when you get to that 80 pitch mark, that's kind of it. You're He goes, I never even got to 80 pitches. So, you know, <laughs> he's uh, he's in a good spot. He threw the ball great, did his job tonight, and uh, nice to see him get the
1: win. There you go. There's your answer. What do you think?
3: Yeah, it makes sense. I guess with, you know, no time off between his next start uh, and you got, you're going against the Yankees, which regardless of how they're playing, it's still a pretty heated series with the other fans in town.
0: So that makes sense. And, plus, you've got to get your bullpen from work, too. But I'll, I'll tell you, I was in the stands last night, and I was
1: surprised. not see Yeah, I, I guess I was, too, a little bit watching. I wasn't in the stands. I was watching. Thanks for the phone call, Paul. I appreciate it. and hope you had a good time last night and enjoy your fellow Friday. But, no, I was a little surprised, too, right? I he's mean, not even at 80 pitches, but... I didn't mind the move. I mean, look, you never know, right? You could leave Logan in, and they could see him the third or fourth time through at that point and get a couple hits, and it doesn't work. Not the same thing. You can bring in Seawald, and he just might not have it last night, and then everyone's calling Scott an idiot. I mean, like, that's baseball. Either way, it's a gamble. Right. Like, I mean, like, that's that's
0: that's, that's, that's just the game.
1: Sometimes you, you get them right. Sometimes you get them wrong, and the better managers get them right more times than not. That's just sort of how it is. I did realize
0: the pitch count until he finished the eighth. And I looked down and was like, What? He just hasn't thrown any pitches. He opened the inning at seventy three pitches and closed at seventy well, four. He's
1: just he's thrown so many early ground ball outs and, and also that lineup is so freaking bad that like you put it together and yeah, he probably could have gone complete game last night without much of a problem. Eight six six, nine seven nine, three seven, seven, six. I can't believe this is almost all Mariner's calls. It's great. Let me go to Dennis in Puyallup. What's going on, Dennis? Good morning. Good morning. How's it going on? So good.
3: Uh, so I'm just, uh, I think the team needs like a, you look back to last year with the, the fight against the angels. I think the team kind of just needs like a come together moment to happen to kind of solidify the, some of the newer members on the team. Just mm-hmm.
0: kind of, I felt like last year it brought the team together.
1: What do you have in mind? Um,
0: and after that, I mean, you can't really manufacture anything like that. It's just kind of has something that has to, has to naturally happen. But I think that something like that will bring the team together and kind of push us forward. We're kind of on a upswing right now coming off the,
3: the sweep. I think yeah. something, you know, we'll just kind of put us over the edge there. With you that. know what
1: they haven't had yet this year, Dennis? Uh, appreciate the phone call. Hope you have a good weekend, and uh, thanks for just being a part of the show this morning. That's really nice of you to call. You know what they haven't had is a single walk-off win. And, you know, look, was last night not as good as a walk-off because they won it in the eighth instead of the ninth? No, I mean, it's just as good, right? I mean, it was all fine. But it just there is something to that moment of of celebratory this is like it just hasn't happened. Just not the way the the breaks have gone for them this year. There's nothing to that other than just sort of luck, right? They've come up with their big hit in the eighth instead of the ninth. Okay. It doesn't make the win any worse or worth any less. But it
0: just gives it less mojo, juice, yeah. excitement.
1: There's and just something about a walk off that th- does different things to there you. There is, and they just for whatever reason haven't been in that spot yet this year. Maybe it'll happen tonight. Right. Maybe it'll happen tomorrow. Maybe who knows when it'll happen. It will happen. It happens to even bad teams last year. It happened against the Yankees' season. Remember that? That's true. was a quite a game. That's right. And they're going to be in town next week. So, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, those were some great games. They played against the Yankees last year in both ballparks. Should be a pretty fun series. Eight, six, six, nine, seven, nine, three, seven, seven, six. Let me go. uh, Oh, I got a Seahawks call here. Let me go to Taylor in T-Town. What's going on, man?
3: Scantaz, benantaz, scanta banana
1: salt. Good morning, banana. Yes, yeah, Scantha banana. Something like that. Uh, so Kenny McIntosh. Not only does he have the most, just just like the most
3: infectious personality, but I think he's going to be our number two back. He's just so versatile, and if you watched, uh, you know, some of his tape, he's got some power. He's got some pop too.
1: So. I wouldn't be surprised if he backs up uh a canine there. He is sort of a, a funny dude. Oh,
3: awesome, man! You see, you see it. Oh, uh, this lake is beautiful out here, man. I love it. I mean, uh, I kind of seen something similar like this in down South Florida, but yeah, yeah. all the houses and hills on the hills and stuff—that's different. There. But um, the water and um, the sunlight <laughs> and the, the weather is just. Reminds me of Florida a little bit. Just need a little bit of problem cheese. I don't here. think that's it's all.
1: anything like Florida at all, but I appreciate that he said that. I think it's a good call. Infectious personality, Taylor. I think that's a good way of looking at Kenny McIntosh. Now, as for whether or not he'll be the best running back and part of this group, I don't know yet. I mean, it's the one thing to talk about the power. Brock, if he were here, would say, hey, man, that 40 time is real. Like, you do need to be fast enough to make things happen at this level.
3: Yeah, but he also has, uh, uh, like the humility, uh, you know, uh, to like admit that he didn't have the best, uh, combine either, sir. So uh, there's
1: that too. I love it. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Now's the time to believe big about every one of those guys. So I love it. Yes, Kenny McIntosh, certainly we saw him out there and and his ability to be in you know third down back, pass catching. He and DJ Dallas will be a very interesting battle. I mean, DJ's kind of got his work cut out for him, right? He's got Charbonnet who's coming for that number two running back job, and he's got Kenny McIntosh gunning for the third down job. So uh, that'll be, again, we start talking about these competitions in camp. That's what Pete wants. And uh, that's what we'll uh, we'll see a little bit. All right, 866-979-3776. Ross is in Mountlake Terrace. What's going on, Ross?
3: What's going on, Mike? Well, hey, before we get going, let's get the priorities
1: out of the way. Yeah. What, what are we shooting today at Chambers? Are we, well, are I wish we I was going seven? to Chambers. I'm going to Willow's today. Uh, so uh, okay. l- let's say an 86. Okay, there we go. There we go. Hey,
3: the the reason for my call today is I was just, um, I've been at every game except for five home games this year, and a lot of the hitting that I've seen, not even focused on that. What I'm focused on is all the pitching. I think everything about the Mariners right now is about pitching. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to go pretty far deep, and what we're going to see, I think, is the amount of injuries, the amount of people are going to get tired, our depth that we have going in that we're going to start seeing coming up, maybe a little bit of Emerson, a little bit of. You know, the other guys coming up, I think our depth is going to be unreal. I'm calling a 100-game season. Wow. And we are definitely going to get there with this pitching.
1: Well, I mean, that would be nice. I mean, certainly they've not played to that level yet. And the pitching has been 100-win pace, there's no doubt. And, I, I you know, look, you're right. That some of the depth has already factored in and will continue to factor in. What are you going to end up? I mean, if Brian Wu is ready at some point, or Emerson Hancock's ready at some point, what does that look like with Marco at some point this season? If he if he's not able to kind of keep it in gear, where is Chris? Did you realize Chris Flexen's still on the team, not until I mean, he came into a relief. United Right? I mean, like right now, Chris Flexen's sort of a wasted roster spot, and I'm not sure how that ends up finishing. Right when it's all said and done, like. That doesn't seem like something that, again, is sustainable over the course of a full year. You're hopefully about to get Munoz back, which is a big lift. Penn Murphy comes back. I think you really like what you've seen out of Juan Ten and Taylor Sacedo, not to mention Gott and Topa. I mean, like, you're trending towards a pitching staff that is going to do some significant damage over the course of this season. So while it is about them, and I agree with you, the reason that I still think they can win, I think I said 95 games at the beginning of the year, and I'm not fully backed off that yet, is because of the pitching. But if you're not going to hit, at some point, those numbers become unreachable just because you're not giving yourself enough of a chance. Yeah, and you got to hit
0: a little. We haven't seen the one run game. We've won two now, I guess. Against so the record is six and twelve in one run games. That's got to flip.
1: You, you, you got you've got to at least get that to five hundred, right? I mean that that's got to be a huge goal. All right, let me see if I can get maybe one more eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. How about? Oh, I've got a response call. Taylor's in Spokane. My second Taylor of the uh, segment. What's up, Taylor?
0: Hey, um, just wanted to piggyback off the caller uh, that said that the Mariners need a fighter or some sort of event to get them going. Um, I know, I know. Listening to you guys, uh, there was talk just after the season started about these guys going out in Seattle. Um, having team camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then I also want to um, just talk about Julio real quick.. Yeah, um, The numbers haven't looked great, uh, but if you look at his analytics, I mean his hard hit percentage, uh, everything's very similar to last year.
1: So yeah, there is hope it's, there. Just, it's just the swing and miss, right? It's the chase rate I think was the problem and, and and if you do go through those deeper analytics, my memory serves me. it's the chase rate that looked really different. He's swinging at more bad pitches. He looks jumpy Yeah, and you're right. Yeah. He's swinging hard. So yes, the contact when he hits it is going to be great, but that's the problem. Just not as much contact. Okay. Well, in the last week we've seen him chill out a little bit, take it to right field, go with the pitch, make more contact, not chase balls out of the zone. And if he does that, he's naturally going to hit the ball hard. He can't help, but hit the ball hard. He's just that strong. And his swing is that great. So, hey, awesome phone calls. So much fun to hear all the Mariner uh, interest right now. And, you know, when given a chance to talk about anything, what, five out of six you guys want to talk about Mariners? That kind of warms my heart. Maura, it's time for your favorite part of the day, your favorite part of the week. (laughs) Let's end this thing on a high note. Let's do ranks.
2: Need a ranking? Well, you've come to the wrong place. Have a random word that you'd like to know every time it's been referenced in pop culture, but specifically every song ever, without us eliminating anything that's bad or we've never heard of or seen before? Then Justin and Salk have you covered. Why? Who knows? But they think it makes them funny, clever, and knowledgeable. This is List. Brought to you at 945 every morning by Carter Volkswagen.
1: Song. You know, it does actually make us funny and clever. And uh, Rob, who's been training on the board here uh, the last couple of days, don't boo me. Rob has uh, fit right in. Rob was very helpful in today's ranking. Rob
2: was With- like a professional drummer at some point and yeah. nerds out about music. Like at you. some oh, yeah. point, twenty-five not everyone years. Everyone enjoys hearing yes. every song ever made as much. As All right, you but guys
1: Rob did, and <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And It was nice having Rob in, and you were outnumbered three to one. So you know, <laughs> let's not get let's not get. Uh, so it's not going to twist it. was
2: awful. And then Brock goes, I'm going to go do some push-ups and just left me alone <laughs> with you guys.
1: Ty France hit on the hand, not the wrist, not the thumb, not hand. the finger, the hand. And the fatty so, part of the hand. And so we are ranking fatties. No, we are ranking, <laughs> uh, sorry,
0: <laughs> hands. Be, you, you corrected me last night. We've already done fats.
1: We've done fats. <laughs> we had not done fatties. But now we will rank hands. Yes. You know, like the Georgia Satellites. not put my he said, don't tell me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. I've heard this song, I don't know, a million times. Does he say, don't tell me no... She, don't, don't give me no lines. Is it lines or
0: lies? Yeah, it's don't give me no lines. Okay. Like, don't feed me that line.
1: I think it's, well, it's don't tell me. Don't tell yeah, know, me no but like, lines. But like, don't feed me but a But it's lines, line. not lies. That's the way I've always heard it. I've always, for years I heard it as lies, and then recently I heard that song and was like, I think he might be saying lines. Mm, Mine either way, keep your hands to yourself.
2: Guys, I have to interject here real quick because this is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. The, the, the Twitter uh, guy, Signore Pirachi, oh, you know, yeah. the one that's made the Wendell picture for you, yeah, does a lot of photoshops He photoshopped Tom Sandoval's face onto Stacy's. Oh no, at oh, his no. Disturbing. <laughs> oh no, oh no, tagged all of us in it.
1: Oh, Stacey Sandoval, that's terrible. Stacey poor Stacy Sandoval. Poor Mora, stop interrupting, uh, Rank. This is important. Uh, We've got to get to uh, some I of these other of music important play. music, like you know, Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, oh, He's like a big country guy now, right, Justin? Yeah, he is a country guy. He's not what? bad either. He's not bad.
2: He interrupt Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs>
0: Failure to communicate.
1: All right, Mora. What song is that from? What song or Well, it's from Cool Hand Luke, yeah. which is why it's here, but it was also the beginning of What Guns N' Roses song. Civil War. Civil War. Come on, man. On some men just can't reach. So we have what we have last yeah. Uh let's see, you want some Milanus? Would that help your morning? More of that, like, sort of yodely vocal thing going. Her, the guy from the Georgia Satellites. Hmm. Oh, it's a lens. That's her signature. I know. But that's sort of his whole song. You know who else can do that? Who was a very good yodeler herself is Jewel. Stacey Sandoval. <laughs> my hands small, I know. But they're not yours. They are my own. I like Jewel. That might be one of the dumbest lines of music. Well, it's... that... My really hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my and own. If you watch the video for it, you're Ugh. also going to hate it even more. That's right there with uh, everybody's working for the weekend, right? You want a piece of my heart? Oh, yeah. you, you better start from the start.
2: start.
1: <laughs> That's dumb. That's the worst. All right. Come on, boy. That's why it's on the top five more. is why it's important That's to right. eliminate things. Like fits in the Tantrums. I can
0: make your hands clap. I can make your hands
3: clap.
1: We're we'll live Maura, on you're in not clapping. Stadiums forever. Why are you not clapping? No, why? why? Why aren't you clapping, Maura? Would you prefer some bon Jovi? Would that help? My hands on you. Lay your hands on me! Lay your hands on me! me. me. Alright, a little ice cube for you, Maura, just to hopefully put a smile on your face. But a
3: bird in a is worth more than a book.
1: Yeah. That helped? That make you feel any better? I'm not familiar with that. You don't know that song?
0: What about the teen oh heartthrob, idea. Devin Sawa? I
1: don't know who that is. I In the know movie that What's the movie called, Mora?
2: Idle Hands. Idle hands. hands.
1: Yes. You also had the uh, Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy, the hand that rocks a cradle, Rebecca de Mornay. You've got the handmaid's tale. Mm, yeah. People like they that. Know. Uh Hand Me Down World, the Guess Who? Hands to Myself, Selena Gomez. Throw your hands in the air and of course Oh hands down dashboard confession Wave them like you just don't care, yeah, just don't care. Pins a- Maybe you got the whole world in your hands Did we say handlebars? Is that a hand? Like a handlebar mustache You didn't put or
2: the,
1: the in here for hands in the air like, I, I said it to Justin He didn't put it in there uh, What do you want true. in my life?
0: He was like I can ride a bike with no handlebars Remember that Flowbots song? <laughs> I don't know that song ah.
1: Flow-bots? Really Flowbots? I don't know what that is Look it up. Too hot to handle? Too cold to hold? No? Bite the hand that feeds? on inch nails? All right. Number five on this list, the local guys. If you didn't know the song was called Burden in My Hand, there's no way you could tell that that's what he's saying there. Thank you for putting it in the top Scampa Danampa. <laughs> like, no idea what he's saying there. Sorry.
0: Do you like the hand warmer things? Are you a hand warmer guy when you golf? I you?
1: am. Yeah, anything that keeps my uh, hands, hands. Yes. I. Uh, my hands are always cold. So, yes. What was the the children's
0: story one you were telling us earlier? Said that there was one of these in for rank that was a kid's
1: movie or a kid's mm. phrase. Forget now. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Number four. Hey,
0: little thing, let me light your candle, calls the mama. I'm sure all the hand and I just around.
1: I'm sure i so hard to handle. That's why it's number four. Like uh, you like that song? Yeah. I like. Black do you know Crows. who it is? No. It's Black Crows, and they're coming with Aerosmith. Now oh, you, you do. see them. Again. Now you'll never forget. Probably will. Uh, my daughter Avery has become a huge Sticks fan, which is kind of strange. She's. It started with Mr. Roboto, and then kind of developed into um, Come Sail Away, and now she like loves Sticks. I think she's going to be putting on like, you know, Big Dennis DeYoung productions when it's all said and done. But number 3 on this list.
0: When I think of sticks, yeah, I think of the movie Big Daddy. Where he teaches the kid to tell the, the love interest right. that Styx is the greatest rock band yeah, in the world. Yeah. And it's permanently burned into my mind when I hear Styx. <laughs> I think of that
1: kid. Do you like Mr. Roboto? Yeah, of course. Okay, good. I like Styx. I do too. Yeah. Well, Happy is in the top five as well. Too, too so much far, time on my hands. All right, number two. This one's really more for my wife. <laughs> fair to have a band with so many people that can sing like that. With the Eagles? I mean, it's really just, right, it's the Eagles and it's Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say Genesis. You have three lead singers in Genesis. I mean, three guys that went on to successful solo careers. You know, like Peter Gabriel, who did lay your hands on me.
0: We got Hands Across America sent in a lot. Yeah. I guess the 775
2: is unfamiliar with your uh, dad joke game. It's really? Hand and Handle the same.
1: Come on. <laughs> Can you not spell H A N D L E? Handle. handle. Club, can't, Club can't even handle me. Of course, right you know now. who uh, is What's the greatest music composer of, composer of all time. Oh my God! Handle oh. or Frederick. Handle. H-A-N-D-E-L. Number one should be pretty obvious. When the Beatles came to America, the first thing anybody heard from them was this. There That's a good come. way to end the Number one, sending you off into a Memorial Day weekend with the Beatles, and I want to hold your hand. Uh, we'll see how Stacy Sandoval is uh, ready to go and whether or not she's even here yet. Curtis, I see Curtis. I saw a bomb. Still no sign go. of Stacy Sandoval. We'll see. And I'll go check out this picture more. It sounds disturbing. Uh, Maura, have a great show Monday morning. Enjoy. Uh, I'll see you guys Tuesday. I'll see you tonight. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be at the game tonight. Should be a lot of fun. Until uh, then, the hay is in the barn. Have a great Memorial Day. See you, everybody.
2: Get to the chopper.